back through our Substack episodes and first thing we released is an episode called what is paradoxically speaking that's how a good has question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question and we're not close to answering it but i think we're closer to answering it yeah i think so I think what do so. you think what have you learned over the last uh i don't know what's first episode was june 2nd so three, four months. Is that right? Yeah. Is that, uh, I feel like it's been a bit longer than that. I feel like I've got my months no, and no. my days Fe- messed up. Febu- February. February. Yeah. Yeah. It's been way, <laughs> way longer than that. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're burying season one, six feet under. We're going to like close the doors on season one and, uh, and get ready for season two. But that question, like, what is paradoxically speaking, um, that might be worth a listen. Maybe we need to go back and listen. We should probably go back and listen to it. But I would (laughs) say that in my experience speaking with you about that so many times now, I would say that normally paradoxically speaking is an argument. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Um, But yeah, on a... On a serious thing, and I think um, as we've been chatting a little bit over the last couple of weeks about, you know, doing another season, like what uh, what changes, if any changes, all that type of stuff. One thing we came to is maybe a bit more structure, but also um, like a bit of a deeper dive on some topics. You know, like looking back at some of the episodes, uh, the the second one was on gratitude, um, which was probably a, a ninety minute rambling rambling chat on the on the topic. But maybe going forward, we might you know maybe spend two or three episodes on a particular topic and really try to cover it from all sides, if at all possible. Which to me is in the way of this paradox obviously not everything is a paradox but a lot of these things are like more nuanced more complicated oftentimes the opposite is also true or you know helpful in a way so um but yeah that's what like comes to mind for me a little bit i would use the word focused i think yeah i think we've had a lot of depth in the discussions yeah, I think we could have used a little bit more focus. And I think going forward, we're going to try and hone in a little bit more on particular quotes and, and topics and uh, and use that as sort of a, a, a starting point to launch into a, a full on discussion. Uh, so I think focus is a good word. Not that we haven't been focused, but I think we could probably be a bit more. And that is the plan going forward into season two. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting, though, that both you and I, I think, are have been and still are very interested in like maybe what I call like practical philosophy. You know, it's like daily life stuff, 
way of life type of stuff. Um, so it's not so much like looking back, obviously we're exploring maybe some big questions. You can't quite help get into, you know, some of the big macro type of stuff, but primarily, you know, we're, we've been and, and plan to still be focused on how do we incorporate some of these things into daily life? Like, from the individual perspective, which I think is unique. I see a lot of people that, um, not saying there's a, like a right or right or wrong, but a lot of people that focus on kind of big macro levels, kind of thinking about culture and, and all sorts of stuff like that, which, um, we don't necessarily like tend to get into generally we're like focused on how do we live? How do we live the good life? Or how do we live, uh, you know, better, better lives? Yeah. And one of the things that I'm always impressed by is just the complexity of that. Because a lot of a lot of ideas are really simple at face value, like you take the dichotomy of control. I think most people can summarize that even just with that name dichotomy of control. But when you're trying to implement it in your life, you run into all these practical challenges. For just a simple one, just having that perspective be one that's readily available to you. You know, how many times do you get worked up about something and you just, you don't even realize that it's something that's not ultimately up to you. And then even when you do realize it, you know, you have to do this thing where you, you release your emotion from that, look at it more objectively. Like there's this whole practical process for you to utilize that idea that's really simple. And so I think it's not always that way. I think some ideas are really complicated. But I think in general, it's like once you get down to where the rubber meets the road, there's just an un unbelievable amount of complexity in, in making, uh, making these ideas work for you in your day-to-day -day life. Yeah. I've been thinking more about um, virtue these days in a way of uh, like we think that that's really straightforward and it's really, you know, clear, like virtue is the only, only good but what that looks like, like what virtue and action looks like, it's still it's still so difficult. Uh, I mean, you just think in anyone's life, working, navigating daily life, what temperance, what courage, what justice, wisdom, you know, these things. And, and I mean, we've chatted about they're all interconnected in a, in a way. It's not like um, they're, they're standalone. But there's so many different ways that it can manifest itself. And I, and I think in the way of um, something I'm looking forward to moving forward with this season two, in the way of focused and maybe like deeper dive is not the thing, but in the way of an episode on the cardinal virtues, which we've probably done and, and probably talked about. It's, it's probably helpful to do an equally deep dive on the vices, like what really are, like how much clarity do you have in the way of, of vices and things like that? Like even the, um, and it's, uh, that's a bit complex too, but even like the sin of pride, like really exploring the number of different ways that that can manifest itself. When, when sometimes like in the Christian context, it might not make sense to say like, I'm a sinner or like I sin every day because we can think about sin as 
maybe an extreme thing. But if you understand the sin of pride in the many, many different ways that that can show up or these different things, it, it's it's easier to see. So I, I think in the way of um, like multiple episodes that kind of tie together like that, uh, it could be helpful for us and, you know, hopefully the listeners as well. Yeah, I would agree. And I think what's interesting about the virtue and vice thing is most people that are somewhat into philosophy, you can kind of name some virtues. I think the list of vices, to me, it seems to be a bit more, a bit more, a bit longer for one, but also it's like, like pride. Like you mentioned, what a complicated issue because there's, there's good pride as well. And we use that in a positive way in, in, in modern life. But obviously it was, it, it, it is a sin in, in, in Christian philosophy and, uh, you know, just, uh, so getting into the, the real meat and bones of that, I think would be incredibly beneficial. And, 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 and like I said, we, we often can pick out the virtues, but, but the vices sometimes they feel, it feels a little bit it's like, well, what do you mean by vice? Like we know what to aim for, aim towards, but do we really know what to avoid? And, yeah. you know, Peterson often says that's the same question. And I, I think he's right in that regard. Um, but, uh, Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's like a bit of um, initially, you know, back in February when we were chatting about uh, getting this project going was to cover like the many sides of things. Like there are some uh, philosophers and I'm sure we do as well where you focus on virtue is the only good and, you, you know, you focus on that side of the coin where, you know, there are some other philosophers, like one that comes to mind, I remember an episode on Kant, where he focused on, you know, basically like trying not to sin, you know, like that side of the coin. And obviously they're um, equally important, but when it comes to even just the thing of like temperance, and it's like you're trying to embody this virtue of temperance, when you don't, Oftentimes it's a sin, like in the way of like that thing, that lack of, of discipline, that lack of balance. Um, and you, you don't necessarily, like if sin doesn't work, you don't necessarily have to call it that however you want to think about it. But it's even the, um, one of the three maxims, the, these ancient maxims of like know thyself, but like the next one, nothing to excess or nothing in excess which you could maybe, um, you know, connect with that, the sin of gluttony. Um, but it's that same thing. Like when I fail to embody temperance, I'm, I'm generally in some sort of excess or some sort of deficiency. I mm -hmm. didn't find, I didn't find that middle way that I was shooting for, or I just didn't even notice it and, um, you know, fell, fell into, into something. Yeah, I, w I would agree on that. And I, I think too, just to circle back to the, the paradoxically speaking and what, what it really is. One of the things I've noticed in our conversations is that we tend to, we tend to take different sides of things and we take turns taking different sides of things. So, you know, if you, I think some of our conversations, you could, you know, if you could switch our voices in the episode, you, you might not even be able to tell who's talking, right? Because <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we take varying opinions on things. And that's something that kind of happens naturally just because of the nature of speaking about seemingly contradictory ideas 
And I was like, one of the things that, that we annoyed each other with on a few episodes is saying, yeah, but, but in a, in a real way though, that is what paradoxically speaking is. It's like, you have this perspective, you have this opinion, it's well thought out. You express it to me or I express it to you. And the other person says, well, yeah, that's true. But, and, and it's one of the most annoying things to hear, right? Cause it's like, oh shit, like here we go. Right. But really in, in, in two words and a comma, you know, that, that really is what paradoxically yeah. speaking is. I want to do a yeah, but to that. <laughs> uh, I, like there is that thing. I mean, there's definitely, um, like anybody that listens to in search of wisdom, like knows I'm on like the soapbox for the, the wisdom of and, or yes, and type of stuff. Um, but like, that is a bit of like a tightrope thing as well. You know, it's so difficult to literally like this side of it. Yes. And like sometimes the, yeah, but is a, is a no. It's like, not quite, not quite Epictetus or like you were close the Buddha, you know, it's like, um, and, and that's such a tricky, tricky thing that obviously we all, all do. It's difficult to say like, yes, completely. And I'm going to continue to hold this eternal truth and remember that this other 180 or 170 degree thing like is also true and useful and valuable in daily life such a tricky challenging thing yeah because the thing you never know is if you can really take one side of that coin as a standalone piece or if there's there's this balance it's like you can't there's no such thing as a coin that has one side right? It's just, it has to have two sides. Even in Canada? Even in Canada. Yes, we, we do. (laughs) We got got rid of the penny, but uh, we still have coins up here, loonies and toonies, lots of loonies. But, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's such a, it's such a hard thing to say. It's like, can, can heads on a coin just exist or does it have to exist in paradox of tales? Right. And I think that's where like these conversations get get so complicated, especially when you're talking about these incredibly wise people. Like we talk about Epictetus a lot and Buddha, Marcus Aurelius, even the Bible. You take a line out of the Bible. It's like you're not you're not getting the full recipe there. It's like you're 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 taking out the onion, but you're forgetting that there's, you know, butternut squash in there and black beans and spices and all this other stuff. And, and can, can you just remove that onion? You know, it's, it's one of those very complicated things, which is why I think, uh, we could probably talk about this for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, a good example of that. I just, uh, I put it in something I put out the other day. Um, uh, Victor Frankel an author man's search for meaning. He wrote about like in his life, he kind of was making this call for a statue of responsibility. And there's a, a project, I mean, since his, I mean, this was over 50 years ago, maybe, yeah, probably even longer now. And it's still, there is no statue of responsibility that's up anywhere. So it's like in, in America, we have the Statue of Liberty, this symbol of freedom, and we love it. 
And he, he said, you can't, you can't have that without on the West Coast. And this is what he was kind of making this call up on the West Coast to have this statue uh, of responsibility, which is so true because, yeah, there are two sides of it. Yeah, but I, I like this freedom. <laughs> I like this freedom side of it. You know, we, we can kind of pick a, a side of that coin and and live on on that particular thing so it's i can imagine from that aspect that this podcast might be a bit strange to listen to or a bit <laughs> a bit weird in the way of because when you when you talk about that other the other side it feels like a, a contradiction in a way but it's not you know it's just the it's the light and dark. It's the happiness and suffering. It's the yin and yang. And like they both are important and need to exist. And when when one comes, it like gives birth to the other. Like this, because we're we're free, you know, that means we also like have responsibility. Like we have choice. And because we have choice, we have the responsibility of making that particular choice a or b or whatever it may be yeah and just to extend on the uh the analogy that we use often which is of a coin a coin needs two sides and you can that, that's often how we think about something like a paradox right but here's what's interesting if you if you spin a coin that's the only real way that you can see all sides and as soon as that coin falls, you only get one side of the coin. So you say we have the statue of, of liberty, but we're lacking the statue of responsibility. And what that leads you down is a road that will, I don't want to say lead into your demise, but it certainly results in, in imbalance in society. And I think that's what we're struggling with now. You know, that's, what, that's one of the reasons why Peterson's so popular, because he talks about responsibility so much. And so we we are we are losing that part of of society as a as a whole that responsibility is is really important. And so I guess on the analogy, what we try and do here is to keep that coin spinning. We try and keep feeding that feeding that energy and keeping it up so that we can see all sides at all time. Because you know we don't want that coin to be flat on on the table because we're only going to get one part of it, and we know that ultimately that's that's not going to be good in the long term. Yeah. And, but you know, what's like strange to me a little bit in, uh, in modern times, sometimes, uh, people will call this like both and thinking, you know? So it's like, say it's not like about solitude, you know, or like connection and friendship and community. You know, it's like, well, it's both, but as we navigate life, it's an either or. You know, in terms of my actions, I can embark in, into the practice of, of solitude. And then after that, I can engage in technically like the opposite of that, friendship, community, and connection and stuff. But not literally at the same time. So it's both and, and it's either or. Like for, for some of these, I wouldn't say for like for, for everything, but it's, and like the either or like exists. Not everything is like both and in the way of like that 
that big of a deal. Yeah. Not everything's a paradox for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Not everything's like the both end. It's like all good. Do this, that, you know, it's, it's tomato, tomato. Um, but even the things that are both end, it's generally like either, or, you know, you can only do one thing at a time. Like if we're talking about, um, you know, actions and things like that. I, I wrote something the other day. I've been uh, trying to do this like um, happiness course that just started. It's uh, happiness and the meaning of life. And it's it's a bit challenging because it's like both of those topics are not that they're like paradox, but it's just like a lot of things. It's like complex and nuanced and stuff. And the first one was on kind of what we've been chatting about a little bit of like the wisdom of and being and becoming is what it was on um, where it's like in one sense, all is well, like you have everything you need. Um, happiness is available. And then like in another sense, like you're going to hopefully be doing the things that matter to you. Like, what is it that matters? You know, you're not necessarily going to like withdraw yourself like into a cave and like live in isolation for 30 days or for 30 years. Like maybe some people do like, you know, and some people choose that particular path, like Epicurean thing or something like that withdrawal. But oftentimes it's like, it's like, it's like, being like this stillness thing it's like you have everything that you need you know you're like letting go of some of the clinging desires and control and all of this stuff but then at the same time it's like you're still going to be trying to wisely discern what it is that matters like you're still going to be making a meaning this sort of like becoming who you are that's it's like a tough it's a tough thing, you know, and, and you see this in, um, I think like modern society a little bit, like it's all about like the present moment or it's all about, um, you know, what, whatever it may be, there's like nothing to do, nowhere to go. Um, and like some people might say that and it's like, you know, they've wrote a book about that, but this person also, like, how did they decide to write that book? <laughs> like, you know, it's like nothing to do, nowhere to go. But yet, like you wrote a book. So like, how did you discern that that was worth doing? Um, and we all have to do that. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's something else. But how do we figure out what it is that's worth doing while also, you know, being where we are? Complicated thing, I think. Yeah, very, very complicated. And, you know, what I would say is that what we've learned, what we've learned uh, from, from physiology is happiness does come not in the attaining of a goal, but in the, in the process of, of, of going for it, going towards it, making progress on that route. And so that's, that's very interesting too, because you think about again, this idea that it's like, no, you have to be, you have to be okay with where you are. And that's true. But if you don't move towards something, you miss out on that physiological dopamine response, which which does fill you with joy. We got to be very careful how we differentiate that with with what eudaimonia is, but it it makes you really wonder. You think about what philosophy aims to do. It's like become 
virtuous, become a person of virtue, become a sage. Well, it's impossible, right? You, you, you can never be perfect. And so it's a goal that you can never attain. And it really makes me wonder if how, how in tune these ancient philosophers were with this, with this process that it's like, okay, well, if we become, let's say, half depressed whenever we actually achieve a goal and happiness is found in, in the development of ourselves towards that goal, why don't we just set a goal that's impossible to achieve, <laughs> such as virtue? You know, and, and it's a very weird thing to think about, but, and obviously that's like in a, in a philosophical sense, and you were talking in some degree to, you know, like writing a book, self-development, what goals are worth, are worth achieving. But I think this, this, this long-term goal of who you want to become that really you're never going to reach because imperfection is built into the fabric of human existence. It's like, that, that's a way that if you can get on that journey and, 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 and stay on that journey, it's like you can actually have quite a bit of joy and peace throughout your whole life. Mm. And I feel like we did an episode on that in, in a way. We, let me see what it was called. I want to say we did something about, maybe it was the paradox of goals. In an earlier episode, I feel like we, we kind of got into that a bit. Um, the paradox of productivity. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a fascinating thing of um, of think, thinking about that. But it, it could be helpful. Like we've been chatting a little bit about, um, you know, before the recording and stuff like that of some topics for season two. Like I know one one topic that um, has come up is is love. Maybe doing two or three episodes on on love is, is definitely will happen at some point in time. What what other topics do we think uh, will be in season two? Yeah, I know we talked about uh, just talking about courage and really like a form of pure courage where you know there is no. There is no coming back from it, meaning, you know, you you give your life for a group of people or you give your life for for a, a friend or something like that. Such a weird topic because it really ties in the the idea of mortality, which is really upfront. And and really that is the question of of life is like what what is worth dying for? It's like how do how do we live in a way that justifies the the death that comes at the end of it? Yeah, and so uh, you know, and I, I've said I've did a I did a solo episode on the strong stoic before on on that in in some regard, and I I ended it with a very <laughs> I think half triggering thing that if you're not willing to die for something, it's like you really have no values that you truly believe in because if you look at what we respect in like the founding fathers, for example, and all these these heroes in time, they were 100 percent willing to die for their values and. If you aren't willing to die for anything, the chances are that you're going to end up with a life where it's not worth living. It's really not worth living anyway. And that's, that's a very complicated thing. So uh, anyways, I digress a little bit. But I think just talking about courage and selfless acts is something that maybe we've missed out on a little bit in season one, but yeah, would like to dig a bit deeper into in season two. Yeah. And, and something that may show up a bit more in, in season two is um, a particular book or books that maybe 
go along and connect with some of the episodes. Like I know we we did that a little bit in season two, the book How to Be Free, um, a, a newer translation of Epictetus. But there may be a bit more of that of where there's a particular book that um, you know helps maybe guide and and shape some of the stuff around courage. Like one thing that comes to mind, I think, is such a a great book that I read not too long ago. Um, the courage to create. Um, I gotta, I gotta look and now I, I just blanked on, on who that, who that was that wrote that. I want to say maybe, um, Rollo May, but I could be wrong. But yeah, yeah. Rollo May, um, old existential psychologist, but there may be a bit of that of where each of us bring a particular, um, you know, book into the conversation a little bit that is that has maybe shaped some of our thoughts along the way but yeah good stuff um what else what what are we missing in the way of um what's what's coming up here for season two i guess when (laughs) when are we when are we kicking off this uh season two thing uh very soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's all i can say i mean i i would say that uh to do so we took a bit of a break, right? So the last episode came out August 21st, which is about a month ago or so. About a month ago, yeah. Cool. So I would say we, what do you think, around the 1st of October? Yeah, I, I think so. And that may be a, a bit of a, of a pace moving forward, like maybe each season, maybe 10 or 12 episodes um, you know, followed by, you know, a month or so break or, or, or something like that. I think we did a few more than that for this season one, um, episode, just glancing at it. It looks like it's, you know, definitely more than, more than a dozen. Um, but another change moving forward is that the full episode of each of these, each of the paradoxically speaking is going to be available for, premium members of my Substack, which is perennial meditations and yours which is the strong stoic so anybody that finds paradoxically speaking wherever you are subscribing to this now or listening um you'll you'll get basically a portion of that you know maybe the first 20 minutes or so something like that um probably most of our episodes have been like 60 to 90 minutes to get the full episode they're, it's all going to be released on either the Strong Stoic or Perennial Meditations. You can subscribe to either, both, you know, and it doesn't matter. And obviously, as always, if you can't afford it for any reason and you'd like a complimentary membership to either, you can always reach out to either one of us, shoot us an email, and we'll take care of you. Well said, man. So we're looking forward. We're looking up. We have some new topics that we're both excited for. We, I think we're half proud of season one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think uh, season one of Paradoxically Speaking, there's actually, if you think about it, there's a, par- there's a season zero of Paradoxically Speaking, because you and I have recorded probably about a dozen episodes yeah. on each other's podcast before that. Yeah, so if true. Uh, yeah, if you were interested, go back and look at that because we did do we did a two part series on love on the strong stoic, 
And yeah. uh, we've, we've done a lot of different topics that, you know, I guess last year, yeah, 22 and probably a bit of 21 as well. So uh, it's been, it's been an evolving conversation. Yeah. And it's interesting how um, like views and beliefs, like thoughts on some of these topics uh, change more rapidly than you might think. You know, sometimes it's like you think you might have the same view as you had a, a year ago. But oftentimes if you go, you kind of look and you have some sort of recording, you can kind of see how, you know, we're constantly um, changing. And I want to say one of those in terms of season one, like this episode, as I mentioned, in terms of how to be free, you know, we did a couple parts of that. Um, and it was, uh, you know, one where we were really kind of butting our our heads on a particular topic. I think I'm I'm actually like loosening a bit on like my thinking from from some of those conversations. I'm like moving more towards your side, you know, in terms of holding the, the, the both and people can go back and check it out to see, but that could be another one to maybe revisit down the road in terms of season two. Cause I think I'm thinking about it a bit differently as well. Yeah. I mean that, and that's the beauty of it, right? There's this, uh, this inherent looking back and thinking, man, I had that kind of wrong. And I, I do that frequently, you know, when I, I look back at some of the old podcast episodes I did in the Strong Stoic and that you and I spoke about. And and really, that's that's kind of the bitter pill of self-improvement, right? It's like the better, the more you improve, the more opportunities you have to look back at your old self and think, like, what what a pathetic loser. No, but, <laughs> no. but no, not, not you don't have to be that mean to yourself. But uh, that might be how I talk to myself. But um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but just that general idea that, that that is the bitter pill of getting better. And I think that that's why not everyone is on that self-improvement journey as well. Right. I, I think there's this inherent idea that, well, if I get better, then isn't that in some way saying that where I am right now is is not the best? And the answer to that question is, yeah, that is saying that where you are right now isn't the best. But it's one of those paradoxes. It's like also, yeah, it is okay because that's where you were at that point, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm writing down another topic as well as we're talking for season two, what is self-improvement really? You know, it's like, what is it? Um, Cause that's a fascinating thing. I think there's something important about thinking deeply about like, what is it? What is this particular project that, you know, each of us are on, you know, how do we know <laughs> whether we're like heading in the right direction or wrong direction, or is this, is there such a thing, which, uh, I don't know, but maybe after we chat about it, we'll all, uh, we'll all be a bit clearer if that's a, at all possible. Yeah. That would be a great topic. Yeah, I think so. Well, good stuff. Season two, paradoxically speaking, coming soon.